Welcome to the Evolving Digital Self Podcast, where we explore the conscious use of technology. Listen in to hear thought leaders and other guests discuss the human relationship with technology and learning to thrive in the digital era. Hosted by the author of the international best-selling digital self-mastery series and being at work, Dr. Heidi Forbes Usta. Welcome back to the Evolving Digital Self Podcasts. I'm so excited to introduce to you today, Jeff Jones. Jeff is a founder of the Family Recovery Solution, helping families deal with addiction. It's unfortunate that we have to deal with these things today, but thank goodness we have people like Jeff around to help families stay together. So Jeff, welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on your show, Heidi. Yeah, my pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, what is the Family Recovery Solution? Yeah. So the Family Recovery Solution, I kind of three years ago put together a three-phase process for families to kind of help them with change in the family when someone is going from addiction to recovery. And I saw what worked and what worked a lot better and kind of strung a series of facilitated processes together to support families in first recognizing what was going on and how they could resource themselves and, you know, then how they could go forward for next steps that make sense for them, like have a plan and go forward with their own unique plan. So that's what I put together three years ago. And about a year, a little over a year ago, I put the whole thing online and wrapped a very user-friendly community around it. That's so great. So the user community that you have, how receptive are they to doing online versus the original programs that you were doing face-to-face? Yeah, well, there are pros and cons. I know that families feel responsible in some ways. They don't want to reach out. So it is going slow. However, when families can really see the choices that they have online that they didn't have face to face, you know, I get about a hundred percent as far as families who will send an email going, oh my gosh, I didn't realize what was going on. And all I'm really doing is helping to shift how they look at the situation that they're in and providing a lot of resources and people just like them to share their stories and kind of talk about what worked and get accountability just within the community, if that's something that they want. That sounds great. In my own family, we've had some challenges over the years of dealing with, particularly with alcoholism. And when you have a family that's very dispersed, you know, at the time that we were doing a lot of the intervention pieces, I was living in Europe, I would have loved to have had a tool like that to be able to connect to the rest of my family to take part in the support system. So I would imagine I'm not alone in that. Yeah. So it's pretty nice to see that there's the technology can really support that in a better way. Yeah, I know that the technology can really change what's possible with 
addiction in the family, whether it is before the intervention or at the intervention stage or while their loved one may be in treatment or afterwards. There's so many different possibilities that are available with technology to connect families. And, you know, when I was doing this for years in the past, that was not available. And I thought that face-to-face, I was, I would never go into online thing. And I kind of went kicking and screaming, quite frankly. But once I saw all the little, I say little, but kind of nuanced pieces that are available with technology that really allows an ongoing invitation to family members, as opposed to just saying, well, we have this person we're meeting with next weekend. Do you want to do it? Yes or no. You're invited. We really want you to be there. And it's yes or no. They either show up or they don't kind of thing. Whereas with the technology, it's more like there's there are incremental steps to build trust. And the process is ongoing to where people can come into it when they feel safe, you know, when they feel ready. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of changes in this that I, quite frankly, surprised me. Yeah. Do you find that because you're particularly working with families, that as a behavioral scientist, we all see when we're studying things like addiction, that there tends to be addictive behavior tends to be hereditary. Do you find that in this process, it can also create more ahas and awareness to addiction avoidance for other members in the family by including them in this way? Wow. Hard question. I know that in our past, there has been a lot of different messages about what addiction is and why and what's the epicenter of the problem and who's responsible kind of thing. And I know in the past, the trajectory of impact is like all the focus is on the individual with addiction and they are seen as they have the problem. If they just were to stop or to go into treatment, everything would get better. And that's not really the case. And so the trajectory of impact is the individual with addiction, the family, and then community. And so what we've done is to kind of flip it around to emphasize community first, like let's create conditions in community, this online community that can best support families to create conditions inside of their own family that is going to, oh, geez, not really addiction-proof their family, but kind of um, create an environment that is inhospitable for the addiction to grow and more hospitable for recovery, for everyone's recovery, really. So everyone's change. Nice. It sounds like a wonderful setup. And if we can create a shift like that, what a powerful thing that would be, because I think addiction is one of those terrible things that really sometimes destroys families. Thank you for your work. 
Yeah, it, I think, often destroys families. And if it doesn't destroy families, it drives a wedge between people for years. And sometimes down the road, many years down the road kind of thing, some healing can happen. And I had this in my own family, and I kind of saw what was going on. And over years and years of my own healing, I tried to put something together to accelerate the process for families to where families could see a look through a lens together to see their situation differently, get some aha moments that impact them, and they can decide what they want to change. But it's about when individuals change, then the structure of the family changes. And when that changes, it um, creates an environment that is not so hospitable to all of the addiction type of um, behaviors and what reactions or family member strategies to try to deal with the addiction. Yeah. So you touched on this a little bit and saying that you had some your own experience with this. So what got you into working in this space? Well, really, the only thing that got me into this is my own healing and seeing the impact on me. And I, you know, quite frankly, I didn't see a lot of the impact until, you know, maybe 20 years ago. And then started doing my own personal work to really have a better understanding of how trauma kind of trickled down from my grandfather to my mother and my mother kind of creating a structure in her family to keep her safe and everyone kind of orienting around her, everyone finding a role to kind of take care of my mother when she would kind of escalate about something. And I never really connected the dots as far as, you know, the impact to me with addiction in the family until I really started going deeper and deeper into this. So what I've done with this online program and community is kind of create a series of videos and information for family members to really start looking at their situation differently and seeing what makes sense to them. And it's an invitation for them to see their family differently, to make changes that make sense to them. And a change could simply be shifting their focus off of you know, their loved one with addiction and onto themselves, like taking care of themselves. And it, it isn't like I'm saying, don't pay any attention to your loved one with addiction. But what has been happening is that people don't pay any attention to themselves, to their own self-care. So this is kind of like how to do both, really, and for everyone in the family to start making changes with that. And when they do that, it changes the structure. And it isn't something that there's like a silver bullet to where someone is going to 
take a look at one thing and then there's going to be huge change. I mean, addiction is a slow, gradual, progressive process and healing is the same way. And even with family programs at treatment centers that are for a couple days or a week or something, it takes a while for people to take that information and take it home and integrate it into their family. And how are they going to do it? Because not every family is the same. And people really need to recreate a structure that is completely new. It isn't like we can go back to normal. And I hear that quite a bit. We just want to go back to normal (laughs) and they can't. I mean, addiction is an opportunity for everyone in the family to see some things differently, connect with themselves in a different way, connect with one another in a different way and make choices about how they want to be a family and how they individually want to do life. Yeah, a great way to look at it. It's really a room for growth for everyone. It's not just about that uh, that center person. We're just going to take a really quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with more. This episode is brought to you by Oscar Wellness. When pain stops, life begins. Oscar Pulse mimics the body's own recovery processes to relieve pain, muscle stiffness, and inflammation. Using optimized pulsed electromagnetic field technology, PEMF, to encourage recovery at a cellular level so you can get back to life. And I got to tell you, this thing works so well, my husband and I are fighting over it. So I highly recommend you take a moment and try it out. They have all kinds of options for checking it out, and they've even given us an opportunity to share a discount with you, $55, by using the 2BU code on the Oscar Wellness site. You can check out the show notes to get more details. And we're back. We have been talking a lot about your work, but I'm curious a little bit about your own use of technology and your relationship to technology. One point you mentioned that you were hesitant to create online programs. What's your relationship with technology? (laughs) Great question, Heidi. I wouldn't really use the word hesitant. I would use the word resistant. Mm. I Technology is not my strong suit. I want to say that right up front. But when I started learning what could be done and I started trying some things and putting some things online and then seeing things that I could do in the family that I couldn't do face to face, that was a game changer for me. And I needed to rethink the way I saw technology. So it's been a big learning process for me. I love the way you use resistant because that's definitely one of the digital self profiles that I use in my work. And you described it perfectly for the digital resistant that they really, all of a sudden when they realize the potential, it can be a complete game changer in their relationship with technology. But prior to that, it can be kind of overwhelming but it's a pretty powerful tool. Are there other areas that after your use with developing it as a program that you have welcomed technology in a different way because you've maybe gotten over some of that resistance? Wow. Welcome technology in a different way. Well, 
what I really, really appreciate about technology is that people can come online and see information anytime they want, 24-7, and they can make sense of it however they want to make sense of it. And so, I mean, I could never do that when I was doing things face-to-face, when I would work with a family we would be planning like four months out to spend a weekend together when everybody was going to be in the same town. And so that was really quite a big deal. It was expensive. And having this all online allows everybody in the family, regardless of they, if they initially think it makes sense or not, for them to check it out. And so I remember you had a guest on your show, Greg Holgate, who I think was, he had some technology around pain. The Oscar. Um, Yes, that's actually today's sponsor. So nice little plug there. Oh, (laughs) great. Great. Well, I knew a little bit about that. I looked his stuff up, but so oftentimes what happens is that all the focus goes on that person with the addiction. And if we can just remove that, then everything will be fine. And I really liked what Greg was talking about, that PEMF device. And for someone who had pain and that could remove it, I thought that was great. For someone who is really in a significant addiction, I could see where that could be helpful, but where I'm coming from is that alone, that change alone, all of these same dynamics, the relationships, how people engage with one another or react with one another, it's all going to be the same. So what I have here is a complement essentially to other solutions, other treatments. And my sense of what can be the most helpful with addiction is when we work together, when we're a team, when we collaborate. And I know the online world, the online community world is able to do that like nothing I have ever seen. So true. And it's, I think it's actually really very exciting that the opportunities to collaborate and to co-create our toolkits basically grow exponentially every time we uh, present them out there and make them available to others because you can see what other things are complementary, as you said, but also just to learn from others is a pretty powerful tool to have all of that information at our fingertips. Oh, that learning from others. You nailed it right there. What I'm learning more and more about is how much we need each other, because just within our own thinking process, it's oftentimes pretty limited about what we think we can do, but it isn't until we really engage with others who can see the potential and shine light on that for us. And we do that for them. And it's like what can be created is way more than anything we could do by ourselves. So true. 
So one of my favorite things to ask guests about, because sometimes we think very much about sort of the technology as the computers in front of us or our smartphones, but really technology touches pretty much everything we use these days. And for some, it's having a a fitness band that helps them keep accountable for their training or an app for meditation or even, you know, smart home things that help you turn your heat on or off or things like that. Right. What are some of your favorite technology tools that have improved your quality of life and ability to work? Yeah. Wow. Oh, Goodness. I know for me personally, mindfulness tools are huge. A lot of what I am teaching families is based in mindfulness. And I know there are some, you know, mindfulness technology apps that has not been something that I have used a lot. I have played a little bit in that world. I know there are apps specifically for the individual newly in recovery to track everything that they're doing, people that they're connecting with. I know there's apps like that. I don't have personal experience with those apps. So I I guess what I can say, Heidi, is I am still in my own learning process of how best to integrate technology into my life. At least you're willing to learn. So it's all good. <laughs> it's, I think it's exciting. It's really more just opportunity rather than closing the doors. And to that, that end, in terms of not closing doors. So addiction is one of those things that I don't think I know anyone that has not been touched by it in some way, whether it's a family member or whether it's even themselves. And for right. my audience, I deal with a lot of times with busy executives and business owners and whether they're dealing with their own addiction, and it could be addiction to working too much, but uh, dealing with that or just being concerned about another family member to be able to have access to online tools to be able to support their recovery process, whether it's for themselves or for others, I think is really powerful. So I want to make sure that our listeners can find you and your work. How do people work with you? Yeah. Well, probably the easiest way to connect with me is through my website, which is www.thefamilyrecoverysolution.com. And there is quite a bit of information on there for family members, for professionals, addiction professionals, or therapists. And it talks quite a bit on there about the deep community. And so the deep community is $45 a month. And so it's like getting a username and password that anyone in the family can use. So it's very low cost. And what I see as a unique opportunity to connect people. And on the website is a make an appointment with me button. Someone can click that, get some of my time, free 20-minute kind of consultation to see what would be most helpful for them. Sounds great. Well, I hope for those of you listeners out there who've ever struggled with addiction in their families, definitely go check out 
Jeff's work and, and recommend it to others because we all could use a more peaceful place where those that are suffering from addiction have an opportunity to recover in a supportive environment and that the families don't suffer either. So I really just want to say how much I appreciate the work that you're doing, Jeff, because it's, uh, thank you, you know, Heidi. It's, uh, very important. It's very important stuff. So before we log off, I just want to check in with you. Do you have any favorite tips that you have that you recommend for upcoming clients or clients in terms of supporting their own healthy recovery or supporting their own well-being and, when they're supporting their family yeah. members in recovery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking that. So I know one of the most important things is one's own self-care because what I've seen over and over with families is they let that go first because of trying to manage some of the chaos in the family. But when they do that, it's like they're not in peak performance to be able to make the best decisions for their family. So their own self-care is really important, whatever that means to them. And there's tons of different ways that people can engage in self-care that can lower their nervous system and calm themselves down, whether it's talking to friends on the phone or exercise or being outside in nature or any number of things. Wonderful. Well, just so appreciate the work that you do. And thank you for joining us today on The Evolving Digital Self. I look forward to digging a little bit deeper into your work. And for those of you who are listening, you know, would love to have you join the community and let us know after you've checked out Jeff's work, how it's impacted your life. And just want to say thank you to all of you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure sharing this last half hour with you. And for now, we'll see you next time or hear you next time on the Evolving Digital Self Podcast. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Evolving Digital Self. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app now so that you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, please give us a rating and a review and join the digital self-mastery movement to create more conscious use of technology by sharing it and telling your friends. Want to see where you fit on the digital self-spectrum and how it might be impacting your business and relationships? Get your free copy of Digital Self-Mastery today by clicking on the link in the show notes.